0: Welcome to the first Christopher Financial Group podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to give you a general overview of world events and its impact on the global financial markets. This podcast should not be construed as investment advice or specific market guidance. If you seek specific investment advice, we encourage you to meet with a licensed representative. Today, we touch briefly on the aftermath of the 2012 presidential election. Enjoy. What does an Obama uh, presidency—first of all, let's go through the pros and cons of the Obama presidency as it relates to the market performance for next year and overall economic performance. What does an Obama presidency—how does that relate to what's going to happen?
1: Okay. All right. Let me preface that by saying that regardless of Obama or Romney, either one of those guys had gotten gotten the vote— um, we would have been having to deal with 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 these issues regardless. So I, I think no matter who won, it was going to be they were going to have some some difficult uh, difficult decisions ahead of them. I think I think overall, actually, I, I think that we see some slight advantages with regards to dealing with the deficit and dealing with with taxes in an Obama presidency. The reason is this. Um, there is a fundamental disconnect uh, between the economic world and the political world. The economic world is is, is looking at things, looking at the debt ceiling, looking at um, tax increases, um, expiration of tax cuts, and they're saying surely uh, we'll be able to to uh, our leadership will, will be able to come together and, and get this problem solved before we do um, actually confront um, disaster. In the political world, um, I don't think that they're really looking at that. In the political world, to me, um, they seem to need a lot of cover in order to to make the hard decisions that actually need to be made. So I think with an Obama presidency, um, we, I think what I see is, is that um, compromises will ultimately have to be made um, that are going to be painful in the short term. We're probably going to see tax increases. We're probably going to see spending cuts Um, but that's because both sides have to give, um, and and I think that's, that's where we're going to come out, come out, um, you know, bottom line is, I I think that's where we're going to ultimately have to be able to come out ahead on this.
0: I mean, the reality is, is the way the, um, you know, the way the political landscape plays out is, is really going to dictate what happens in the market and, Mm -hmm. and, and not so much, based on fundamentals but i i would i would imagine there's a big scare factor right uh, um people are anticipating you know a a uh you know a duel or death duel yeah and so yeah accordingly when everyone is anticipating something yeah everyone's making the same moves right right which then creates i, I guess it kind of creates sort of sort of a panic effect wouldn't you say
1: absolutely yeah yeah i think i think that that that's part of what you saw um uh, yesterday in the market when the market dropped about two and a half percent one day was was more of that that panic mode coming back into play um unfortunately, I don't think that that the panic days are are over yet I think that uh in dealing with the debt ceiling et cetera, we're gonna see some more of those panics um come into come into fruition i think i think once it's we get past that we um uh, we we could see better days ahead of us, but I think we're gonna see some some volatility between now and then.
0: What fundamentals are signaling a genuine market problem versus, you know, a couple guys can't get together and, yeah. and, and come up with a, um, come up with a, you know, a tax rate for capital gains or something like that.
1: Yeah. Probably one of the most fundamental things that we look at, Greg, when we're looking at, at the, the overall market and, and good times to invest and not good times to invest would be how expensive or how cheap that stock market is compared to how it's been historically. So, the long term average of the s&p 500 is about 15 so that's about our long term average uh, for comparison sake... when you say
0: 15 what do you mean
1: that's basically if if you look if you divide the the price divided by the earnings of the of the companies in the s&p 500 the average is is 15 so if if you but if you're looking at you know different times in history um, in 2000 the s&p of the the pr- the PE ratio was 30, so it was twice as expensive then as, a, as it had been on average. Which means that the likelihood of you being able to make money in that environment is very very slim. It's very very much a challenge. Versus if you if you can buy the S and P when the PE is 10 or 12, you're gonna be, the chances are of you being able to make money in that market because you're buying it cheap um, is substantially greater. Right now, the, uh, the, the the P.E. of the S&P 500 is right around 16, between 16 and 17. Um, it was a little bit higher earlier this year, but, you know, so right now, if you're looking at it, okay, is it, a, is it an expensive market? Is it a cheap market? It's a little bit higher than what it typically is on average, but it's not at some extreme like we've had in in times past.
0: Well, you know, Steve, my observation is that we're, we're really in uncertain times, and I, I know I hesitate to say that because I know that's a bit of a cliche, but the bottom line is, is we don't really have a clear mandate from the electorate on compromise. Um, you know, some some Tea Party folks are, you know, you can't really say they got clobbered too much because the people that got beat really said some humiliating gaffs. Um, you know, given the fact that we have a fiscal cliff coming up, and we really don't know to what lengths. The politicians are going to let this thing go you know as an investor what you what should you be thinking about as you're rolling into these uncertain times
1: yeah I think the the first thing that that investors need to be brutally honest with themselves about is first of all, take all personal opinions out of the out of the out out of your investment decisions um that's that's you know whether you love Obama or you hate Obama. That doesn't matter. What you have to look at is, it, do I fundamentally think that the economy, that the market is going to be a better place, two, three years, five years, ten years from now than it is today? And you have to to, to go forward with with with, with that perspective. Um, the second thing I, I think that that they need to do is is to look at some different uh, asset allocation. Um, Model So basically, how much do you want in stocks? How much do you want in bonds? What allows you to sleep at night? Um, that, that's, to me, is, is really the most important factor is, okay, do I want to be 100% in stocks if I'm 60 years old and I need this money two years from now to, to draw income on? The answer is probably going to be no. Um, but you need to hit, take a very honest um, uh, look at how your portfolio is positioned with regards to stocks versus bonds and what allows you allows you to sleep at night i think going into the next 12 months it's going to be a volatile time um there's no doubt about that could be downside volatility and there could be some upside volatility along the way too Um, but i think if you can figure out what makes you comfortable what makes you sleep at night not buying and selling not trading in and out of the market on a daily basis but figure out what is is which model is going to make you feel the best um and then and then just basically go from there. There's there's no bell that's going to be rung at the top. There's no bell that's going to be rung at the bottom. Um And nobody on TV is going to be able to tell you uh, right from wrong either. So,
0: What are some uh, other things that uh, some investors should be aware of?
1: Well, you know, w- one thing that I would really look at is, you know, going back to the tax discussion is there are going to, with all the changes that are, are to be made over the next couple of years – um, to really take a look at uh what you're investing in how you're investing and to 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 take a good look at at you know what are these what are these changes going to mean to if you 're taking uh for instance dividend income um that that how much you actually net from that income could change substantially uh, long term gains short term gains all that stuff could change very well in in two thousand and thirteen um, so th- that would be another important discussion that I would have with, with with your financial advisor, not just looking at your asset allocation to making sure you're set up properly as as far as stocks versus bonds, but also looking at your tax situation and how that could
0: change next year. Steve, how can uh, people get in touch with you?
1: They can just give my office a call at 859-341-8184. Uh, ask for me and uh, we'll have a conversation.